welcome, welcome, welcome to Creep or Crypt Creepers. Where we go to the bottom of the crypt to bring you the best and worst, and sometimes so bad it's good of horror. Yep. We'll work on the tagline. I'm Jake. And I'm Corey. And uh, today we are going to be talking about the Thanksgiving horror comedy, Thanksgiving. Uh, but before we do that, I uh, wanted to just take a couple minutes to talk about something that happened today as we're recording this. Uh, Stan Lee, the creator, like, may I take this yeah, story? Because yeah, I'm a comic book fan. Like, yeah. That's going to become apparent. We'll do comic book movies eventually. Like, like just today, partly to take my mind off things, I was like trying to find a theme for our other show, Schlockertainment, just to get in the failed pilot Archie to Riverdale and back again. That's how much a comic book fan I am. So, yeah, this is a huge loss. Like, for those who don't know, like, most people know Stanley created Spider-Man and the Avengers, and that's not hyperbole. Like, the original lineup of Iron Man, Man, the Hulk, Thor, Ant-Man, the Wasp, and then Captain America is basically grandfathered in as a founding member, as well as later editions like Hawkeye, Quicksilver, the Scarlet Witch, Black Widow. He created all of those. And, like, wow. and just, like, that's part of why I took over, just because, like, I don't even know every character he has. I own my phone on me to list them off, and you probably wouldn't want to listen to a list. But, like, some of the other notable ones, Spider-Man, obviously... Doctor Strange, he created Silver Surfer and Galactus, and, of course, the fabulous Fantastic Four, who finally returned to comics recently, but sadly can never hold down a movie because they never give it to someone who can do good. Except, oddly, Roger Corman. I've heard that one's, like, terribly affected and everything, but actually tries to adapt it decently. That is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Stanley did pass away today. Uh, by the time this is posted, it, it'll be Friday, so it'll be a couple days past. But, but yeah, it was today when it happened. Like we're recording this on on a Monday. Yeah, we're recording this Monday, and he died of pneumonia, and he just like it was like in his late nineties. He was ninety-five. Yeah. Yeah. So, and his wife died tragically. She voiced. Like, I forgot her name, but she voiced, like, Madam Web on Spider-Man the Animated Series. They're very much in love, so I'm happy he gets to be with her again, but I'm just really devastated. Like, I haven't been this devastated since Adam West died. Yeah. Like, I think, I'm not sure if David Bowie died before or after that, so both of those hit me, but, like, this just, yeah. And I know some people can say, oh, Stanley wasn't a perfect writer, and he fought with you. Yeah, but... You're only human. Like, for the man he was by the time he died, and even when he was creating that stuff, he was endlessly creative. He had flaws as a writer, but he still created... He still wanted to make a... He's still the reason we have superhero comics like they are. Like, something I didn't even think of until now, but that's vitally important. And while I don't think he's probably the first person, he's the one who basically made it a franchise. Like, he was the one who decided, okay, we're going to make superheroes that have more vulnerabilities. Like, with the Fantastic Four, and asked to make a counterpoint to the Justice League, instead of just, like, square-jawed people or in a clubhouse, he made basically a family. Wait. 
a woman uh, that had like natural conflict. Both the thing and the human torch quit within a few issues and they declared bankruptcy around issue 10. <laughs> like, that's just it. We all think of fantastic, but what like Stanley strive for were heroes with flaws. Peter Parker was one of the first teenage characters to not be just a sidekick, but a hero in his own right with no relation to anyone else. He was a loner by nature. The Hulk was an interesting concept, a man who was more monster than superhero and who just wanted to be left alone and was hated and feared by the world even though he punched out giant monsters to protect it. Iron Man, his idea was, like, that's actually, before we get into the grid of things, since we probably won't be talking about Iron Man on this show unless we find something really terrible from Marvel history to dig up with him in it, in it, or I decide to do Iron Man 3, but, or it's been, like, shockertainment, but it's just been a long day, folks, but, like, like, this is story I wanted to tell you, Corey, before we go on. Like, he basically decided, okay, I made hits. Like, he made Spider-Man a hit with the kids, Fantastic Four. Granted, as Linkara pointed out in a recent review, like, last week, a week before he died, like, pointing out some of his jive dialogue, and he put, like, that clip from 30 Rock everyone uses with Steve Buscemi. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> but despite his how, how you do fellow kids-ness, like, with Doctor Strange really hit it with the counterculture scene, despite artist Steve Ditko hating said counterculture scene. Like, there's a lot of interesting facts, but this one I just got into just because Iron Man's one of the biggest heroes. And it's just basically, he wanted to make readers sympathize with the kind of person they hated. A weapons manufacturer, a successful businessman, a playboy. And they succeeded simply by giving him a vulnerability. Like, I went on too long about all this, but Stan, I just will miss him. Like, I watched all his cameos shortly after I got the news. Like, just to try and cheer myself up or remind myself of him. And he just, like, he was just always seen game for it. For whatever goofy gag they had for him. And even in the terrible Marvel films where he made cameos, he still managed to do something hilarious. He's just, the world's a darker place without him, but... Yeah, I mean... At least you'll see Joan again. I finally remembered her name. Yeah. Um, but... We can't dwell on your pain forever. I mean, I'll still probably be shell-shocked by this and be revisiting some of those old comics. Might even blog about them. But you gotta move on. Yep. And thus, we've got bigger turkeys to bake. <laughs> so thanks, Killing. This one's Corey's fault. Yes. Like, so, each, like while we here on Crypt Creepers and on our sister show, we do try to be more egalitarian, like each one. Corey picked most of them, but that's because he also had more of a grasp of Thanksgiving horror, and this show was his idea. I just wanted to also point that out. Yeah, so like it's a, this month is completely my fault. Yeah, but, like, the next week, which we'll get into at the end... I know nothing about it other than what Corey told me, and I'm excited. But first, we have to get through this turkey, which isn't all bad. I got a few laughs. It's just, overall, it's kind of stilted. Like, even more stilted in points than the room, or at least competing with it. Like, I'm not going to say it's more stilted overall. I mean, you have Tommy Wiseau in there, and a woman who's clearly just, I need this page. 
check and is being mentally tortured by a psychopath. <laughs> Off camera, of course. They never... Uh, so, like... It's hard to compete with that, but Thanksgiving does try, but I think they're also trying to do it on purpose. But I think we should go over, like, the premise first. Sure. Oh. So, uh, Thanksgiving was a 2009 film directed by Jordan Downey, and... Did he do anything else, Corey? Thanksgiving 3 and a couple of other films, but nothing really noteworthy. Yeah, um, and we'll be getting to Thanksgiving 3 at the end of the month. Like, I hate to, like, is it okay I spoiled that, Corey? I mean, yeah, that's fine. Well, but, but, like, we're getting that one out of the way. We won't say anything about it. And I honestly, we haven't watched it yet. I'm just saying that that one's coming. Yep. Um, so, basically, the ba- basic bare, and this movie is so bare bones, I mean, it, it barely has a plot, but... Yeah, like, Four college kids go to a cabin uh, in the woods. Five of them, I think. It was two... two no, yeah, it yeah, was five. five. You were right. Like, they, like five college kids go to a cabin in the woods. Woo! Cabin in the <laughs> woods. Woo. Just instead of deadites, there's an evil turkey stalking them, and he decides, fuck the cabin. I'm going to get going home for dinner. God, that actually would have been a great line for them to include. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they go camping, and, uh, there's an evil ancient turkey that's killing them. Yeah, like, basically, he was accursed by the Native American, by Native American chief on the, on some of the founders on the, uh, on some of the pilgrims on the first Thanksgiving. So he's apparently a Native American zombie and magical turkey that comes about once a year to murder people. Or, well, actually, he's been asleep for like 500 years, and a dog pees on his talisman, which causes the turkey to come back. So he got the Freddy Krueger method of revival. Basically. Like, the dog piss wasn't flaming, but it still works the same way. So apparently, that is something with slashers, just to keep in mind. Do not piss on their graves or they will rise out of them. Actually, you're probably safe doing it. Go ahead and take that leap. But do not, like, if you find Jeffrey Dahmer's grave, wherever that is, do not let your dog whiz on it, as tempting as it may be. <laughs> we do not need Jeffrey Dahmer back. The zombie Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, wow. Just, <laughs> yeah, like, we don't need... But, yeah, apparently that's a reliable method, but at least here it's intentionally, a, like, a good joke. I, like, we'll get to it eventually, and I honestly haven't watched it. I've just seen clips and reviews, but, like, I still don't know what Elm Street 4 was thinking. But we have enough of that terrible horror movie. We have this terrible horror movie. So, yeah, the turkey starts hunting them. Some weird, weird shit happens and like along the way. Like, it's basically your standard slasher, and it's clearly supposed to be a parody of the genre. Like, the main group is, and I can't even remember their names, and even if I had my phone with you, I wouldn't care. Basically, generic protagonist, who does get, my, like, one of my favorite moment lines and moments of the movie. Like, basically, they give him this deep backstory, like, cliche, where it's like his dad's mad at him because he's, like, the quarterback, and he's not the first-string quarterback anymore. 
So, like, he's mad at him, and they have a heartfelt discussion, like, he's back up to, wise about being back up to quarterback, or he is. I'm not sure which. And the turkey just kills him, and then, like, in an actually fairly brutal kill for this stupid movie, where, like, where the rest of the kills are either fairly stupid or fairly simplistic, like, he's gouged out her eyes, and then he's, like, you see, like, in a joke that actually does land, like, he's more mad about there being, like, no more pumpkin pie, no more stuffing. No and, more cranberry sauce. And just then, turkey. And then this part, just, like, that's funny enough that he's, like, damn that turkey. I'm gonna kill that son of a bitch. <laughs> in that exact cadence. Like, I probably added too much emotion to it. But, like, that's exactly how he does it. Like, that was my favorite. Damn that turkey. I'm going to kill that son of a bitch. I think you Damn that turkey. I'm going to kill that son of a bitch. Yeah, like, the other characters are fairly flat, if somewhat memorable, just for the bad acting. Like, they have, like, his, like, close friend who's a girl who clearly has a crush on him. They end up dating by the end, obviously. Like the final, your like stays designated final girl. Well, what was hilarious about that to me was like, especially toward the end of the movie, they are sitting on the couch and he's talking. They're talking about it or something, and she, he goes, "Well, now that I'm with my girlfriend, she's like, your girlfriend." He's like, "Well, you go out with me." Uh, I don't know what to say. Actually, I do know what to say. Yes. Oh, God, I forgot. Like, that's the thing. This movie isn't very good, and I'm not a huge fan. Of, like, I may rewatch it again at some point. Like, alone, it's not as fun. I think I'd watch it with you again, Corey, or someone yeah, else. Yeah, I, I totally watch but it But I think, despite some of the comedy failing, and we'll get to that, there is some really funny, just either through the... Like, I can't tell if it's intentional, or they just got the worst actors they could find. Like, it's really a toss-up, and it could be a mixture of both. Yeah, I mean, I, this movie, clearly to me, is intentional in a lot of what it does, but it also fails at a lot of what it does, and that makes it even funnier than what they were going for. Yeah, like, it's not like something like, say, Terror Tunes, where you have no idea what the fuck you're watching and are praying for death, but death won't come. And we'll get to that someday, trust me. But... It, like, like me and Corey watched that movie. Like, I cannot describe it, but, like, here... Chaos. <laughs> madness! Just pure, unadulterated madness. Pop my cup a bit there. Anyways, but here it's just more they're trying to be intentionally bad, but sometimes the jokes land, like the jokes that are trying to present, sometimes they fail... And sometimes they fail in a way that are just funny. Yeah. Like, the other three, there's a nerd who gets, like, this really unnerving scene towards the beginning that's supposed to be funny where he's just talking about how he wants to sleep with someone in the party. Like, the other two people, just for a quick reference, are Billy, the only character I remember for reasons. Darren was the, the nerd. Darren's the nerd, okay, and... The only, like, person of color, too, so that's kind of questionable, but honestly, with this kind of movie, I don't think they were competent enough to intentionally be racist. 
And, like, I think it was... But, like, basically, she's the generic girl who sleeps with a lot of people. And, like, she has a boyfriend who we see. And I was like, who is that? And I read a later thing. It's like, okay, that's her, that was her boyfriend, like, she talked about. I'm like, okay, I forgot that was a plot point. But, like, basically, she's... And then the one guy's, like, the overweight, obnoxious asshole. Because... And this is a rule we'll be getting into a lot and a lot as we go. Every horror movie, slasher movie specifically, though some horror, though it extends to all horror really, but almost every movie, like, basically whether it's a slasher movie or a combination slasher or a horror movie where there's a body count, usually, especially, but almost, okay, I'm getting off unfocused. The point is, where if it's a slasher movie or something similar enough, there's gonna be a designated douchebag. Sure, yeah. Like, Billy is at least more tolerable, partly because he has the same stilted acting everyone does. Like, I think the director wanted everyone to be wooden so it'd be funny, and, like, early on it's irritating because it's just these five idiots in the woods with no personality. But, like, like how... And the turkey's not around enough. Like, let's talk about turkey for a second. Okay. Like, and that's apparently his name in the sequel, Turkey. And that actually makes it easier than just calling him the turkey. But, like, yeah, turkey just, like, basically is just kind of a weird combination of Freddy Krueger and a turkey. <laughs> like, he has, like, he talks kind of like Freddy Krueger. He has, like, you could say a little bit of Chucky because he's something ridiculous. Though unlike Chucky, who, and we'll talk about this more in an ep upcoming episode, but that while Chucky to me is terrifying, even if he can be ridiculous, I mean, there is a scene where they try to make him genuinely threatening with a ruler, but yeah. here it's a turkey. He's intentionally ridiculous. And, like, his first scene's not that great because they have, like, a prologue where, for some reason, they have, like, a pilgrim girl who has, like, her boobs hanging out. And he says, nice tits, bitch. Yeah, I... Okay, so I made a note of this specifically because the film literally... Right. Just, the first shot is of her breasts and she's running from something. Like, the, the prologue basically said... Uh, it's, it's, like... 196 or no 1621 the first thanksgiving and then it shows her breasts she's running she trips and then the turkey's there and he goes nice tits bitch and it does the axe chop i'm like okay wait a second why is she running and why are more specifically why are her breasts exposed i don't know because i think that's what slasher movies are like usually the tit bearing scene having watched a few Friday the 13s, has nothing to do, is usually not while they're running. I, like, I get it, like, it, yeah, just, like, you have a point there, Corey. Like, it's just, none of this connects, and it's not funny enough for me not to care. I mean, it's also, like, a really short scene, too, because it's, like, maybe a minute at most. I think they, like, shot it, probably would have edited it out, but, and this is something I am... Amazed I forgot to bring up sooner. The movie is only an hour and six minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even, like, the bare bones, like, 70 minutes you need for a feature. It, like, it's an hour. 
and it still feels padded early on, like both with that opening scene and just because it feels like like the first third of it really isn't that interesting outside of one scene. And then after that, it gets like, and the scene where it like, but yeah, like anything else you want to say about that first scene, Corey? Uh, I think it would be a much more interesting film if they focused on how the turkey came to be and where, how that beginning happened. And normally I'd say to something like that, don't give him ideas, Corey. In this case, please, guy who directed Thanks Killing, if you're not pissed at us for this, please do a third movie. Like, I know you Thanks Killing 3, but it's about the search for Thanks Killing 2. Okay, I am spoiling that much, but just because it's going to get confusing. Thanks Killing 4, the beginning. <laughs> like, set it in Pilgrim Times times and bring in John Lovitz like we reviewed the Ridiculous Six yesterday and I just like John Lovitz deserves to be in a better period piece like he'd be funny in it like in, like he'd work cheap or just like I want you want to be in my killer turkey movie will you pay me enough I mean Adam Sandler probably won't give him up nah but I'm sure he would if you just kicked him in the balls because he'd be too busy <laughs> laughing about it to actually do anything. <laughs> or if you just tied Andy Dick to a post and let him wail on him again. Like, there are a lot of ways to attract a John Lovitz is what I'm saying. So please, make this film. I agree with you, Corey. Like, it'd be more interesting to have, like, a horror film. film like, Set on, like, the, the first... Thanksgiving. Oh, having one set in colonial times, or like having one where... Actually, there is one uh, called The Witch. It came out a couple years ago. It's easily one of my favorite modern horror films. I'll still check that out sometime. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have to cover it at some point. Like It's literally one of my favorites of the, the most recent years. Okay. But like that's a good setting. Like Both with those witch trials and with the stuff we did to the Native Americans, there's just a lot of atrocities to have assholes on hand to get killed by people. Yeah. So it's ripe setting for horror, but like for this, it would have just been funny and you could have had anachronisms. Like, get on that. But getting back to the turkey, like like after the boring cabin scenes, and okay, there is, like I did mention, there's one funny scene and that's with the best character in the movie. Like, we'll get to a second scene in a second. Like, the one, like, love interest girl, the Betty to the other girls, Veronica, because she hits on the main guy constantly before she dies. Uh-huh. But basically, like, there's just... Her dad's the sheriff and, like, wants her to go to the, like, Thanksgiving ball, which in itself is a movie I'd like to see just because... Who does a Thanksgiving ball? <laughs> like, that sounds like a terrible Chevy Chase film. Or a John Can terrible John Candy film, God rest his soul. But it does. Like, it sounds like the kind of role John Candy or Chevy Chase would take when their careers were dying. Like, a small-town sheriff has to take his daughter to, to the dance, but she's growing up, and he has a lot of problems. And there's a killer turkey on the loose. <laughs> I would pay top dollar for that movie. I would too, Corey. <laughs> I would too. But, like, that's what... Like, I actually would prefer the version where it's Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase, you have low enough standards. Put him in, in 
Thanksgiving <laughs> for the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> like, have him as the kind of, or like, instead of having him as the sheriff of the town, have him as, like, the scientist or, like, the medieval equivalent. Or, like, the colonial equivalent was like, there's a turkey on the loose. And then you could also, like, just tra trick him to coming on set. Get Lin-Manuel as Alexander Hamilton. And, like, have him defeat the turkey in a rap battle. It would be terrible, but I would respect it. And you know Lin would do it. It's like, okay, this is the stupidest thing I've been asked to do since I've been asked since Hamilton. And I met the pres current president. And I will still do this. <laughs> like, but yeah. So, let's get back on focus. Yeah, because I could riff on the fictional Thanksgiving killing four all day. But, <laughs> like, okay, so the sheriff. Like, he's just basically, like, talks with a, like, he talks, like, with an accent. Like, kind of like this. Kind of a southern accent and... Like, basically, this first scene is legitimately funny. Like, he has his, like, he's talking with, like, his wife. He's like, this coffee tastes like shit. That's because I shit in it. I want a divorce. He's just like, okay. <laughs> and then, he, like, when he's talking to his daughter later after we know who, who how the hell he ties into the pie, he's like, by the way, your stepmother and I are getting a divorce. Bye. <laughs> so, he gets the best scene. Like, the teens return, like, and, okay, like, and before that, the nerd does, like, give out the turkey's backstory, which we've covered. Mm -hmm. Like, I am kind of covering it by the books. Like, we are doing this a bit looser, but here it's just kind of a flow of madness. But, like, basically, after a bizarre scene where, like, maybe, like the turkey gets... And this is actually another joke that lands. The turkey gets picked up by a hitchhiker. By a... not All right, the turkey hitchhikes... Because he, like, finds the teens in the woods. And I forgot he scared Betty Cooper. So he scared her. And then no one believed her about it. About it. Standard horror slasher movie bullshit. So the guy asks, ask gas or grass of a turkey. <laughs> and the, the turkey says, ass. And he's like, you have a nice ass. And uh, turkey kills him. Yeah. Like, that scene is just works just because it's so fucking bizarre the guy wants to bang a turkey. <laughs> so, okay, there is a scene before it, but we'll, like, the, like, there is a scene that's really questionable before we get to the, uh, to this, but, like, but I think, what uh, I think we can, like, there, basically. There is something I want to say real quick, if okay. that's okay. Yeah. There's a there's a moment where the jock character is reminiscing about his father and he he's talking about how his dad taught him how to play football and the dude's literally like 26 <laughs> and he's playing catch with his dad. <laughs> oh god, I forgot about that. I don't think I saw it clearly but now I remember. So I, I'm like uh, dad taught Johnny, that was the character, how to play football at 26. <laughs> <laughs> like well, and he's supposed to be a teenager, but he's still like playing. I love my adult football son. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay, we don't have to really go in order, so we can get to the best scene of the movie, where it's like basically the tur. And this is supposed to be a joke, but it's again one of the ones that land and isn't just unintentionally hilarious. 
So the turkey, like, after they, he kills the one, one girl, which, okay, I guess I can't skip over that. Like, it's a really questionable scene where it's like a rape by deception where she's having sex with her boyfriend, and then the turkey kills him and replaces him. Yeah, I... Like, it's, like, I don't think they meant it that way, even in 2009, so I can kind of let it pass, but it's just really questionable, it's really, like, just... Like, having a turkey fuck a woman to death, it's just not funny enough. Like, afterwards, he, like, has a gravy-flavored condom, which I guess is kind of funny, but not enough to erase the fact that, oh, right, that's because he raped someone. Yeah, something that you'll find out with me is that, like, I don't necessarily find rape funny in any context. Me neither. I don't even think it's really necessary in most movies. It's not. Like, well, it's something we'll probably have to deal with fairly infrequently but too often yeah and here it just like it's the one joke of the movie it's just like i can't even forgive this what the hell were you thinking but it's also brief enough that and the character i really didn't care about her enough but it's still just like still very questionable and like that whole like it's just eh. that's why i wanted to kind of get over get past it just because it's really terrible it's not enough to bring the movie down for me, because I think, like, a later joke we'll get to, I don't think they meant anything by it, or meant, and he is the villain. It's just still not, like, I think they were meant to make it, like, a funny rape joke, and it just didn't work. Yeah. And even if you played reverse, like, and this is something I'll mention, like, reverse the genders doesn't work. If it were male, it still wouldn't be funny. But, like, it wasn't, like, yeah, it was just, ugh. Yeah. So, girl, the... Like, the loose girl dies, and the rest of the party starts, like, believing, like, the lead guy, as I mentioned earlier, his parents died. He's gonna get that son of a bitch. So everyone starts believing him, and they go to see... They plan to go see her dad. Unfortunately, the turkey got there first, and this is the scene I've been waiting for. Like, this is my favorite scene in the movie, the movie that makes it, the scene that makes it all worth it. Especially the lead at follow-up. Like, this is an intentional joke, but it works just because of the sheer stupidity. The turkey puts on Groucho glasses, and the father just thinks he's like a dwarf. (laughs) Like, he's just a little person. Like, that's the, like, and they... And part of it's just that the turkey's just like, the father's just trying to dance about her, say, I love you little people. And it works simply because instead of being offensive, it's just funny just because his dad's trying just so hard to be accepting. Her dad and believes that this turkey in glasses is a human being. <laughs> while the turkey's just getting progressively pissed off. Doesn't he offer him coffee or something? Yeah, like, no thanks for me. And there's, like, a funny moment towards the, before he kills him. Like, he even isn't going to kill him at first. Like, I'm not going to lie. This is fucking awkward. I'm out of here. Like, that was funny. He says, Godspeed, little duck. So the Kirky kills him, and we get a redux, only he puts on the sheriff's skin. His face, yeah. Yeah, like, he puts on a well-cooked face. (laughs) Face. And then, like, and they buy it. The the uh, The daughter and the teens all are like, oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. Oh, and that's something I forgot to be in the beginning. Like, they're all, it's like spring break and the fat, and the, like, the overweight comic relief guy's trying to take off his shirt for some reason. <laughs> I forgot about, but yeah, they all buy it, and he's like, 
I forgot her. She's like, can we go to your library? He's like, uh, where is that again? He's like, oh, daddy. Like, it's a funny, legitimately funny scene. And while I don't approve of this word, there is a funny payoff to it where they do the research and he ends up killing, like, the overweight guy because he goes into the garage and, like, the, the like, and it's just because the face mask falls off. And it's not disturbingly because, like, the fake skin mask isn't detailed enough to be funny and this is clearly supposed... Like, he goes, you kids are retarded. <laughs> like, I'm not a fan of the R word, but it's both the Chucky principle where it's the villain saying it and just kind of the way, like, it didn't make me really laugh, but I kind of let it slide instead of the rape joke just because rape is overused, especially in comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's usually against males it is, but still not okay to try and make a rape joke of a woman. Yeah. And it's like, but here it just was kind of funny because it's like, yeah, they are idiots. Like, he could have said something else, but I also kind of get that they were trying to be edgy. It just didn't work. But the fact it's a turkey saying it makes me go like, eh, there's worse in this film. And it's not really, like, it's thanks killing. It's not worth getting upset over. It's not like when a mainstream horror film does something stupid or like a good horror film or a horror film like does something truly vile. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just thanks killing. It's fun to poke fun at, and it's funny. Yeah. But it's not worth getting that upset over. There are uh, a couple of moments before the Billy character gets killed that I thought were hilarious. Uh, Billy mistakes the turkey for uh, an animated turkey. Oh, God. A terrible clip art picture that pops up oh god i forgot about that he's like "Ooh, turkey <laughs> like picks it up and it's like starting to eat the picture <laughs> oh god and like, then uh as he's dying the uh well we get the i was wrong like it's while well, the father scene is my favorite this is the best scene Corey, take it away as uh as billy's dying darren comes up to him and is like, no, you're, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. And Billy goes, uh, you know, Darren, you're one of the cool kids now. And this results into a music number (laughs) where Darren and Billy are basically lovers. And they're, he's like, you know, expressing his love for Billy in a montage sequence of their friendship. Which most of the film, he's been just nothing but a douchebag to Billy, like, until very recently. So it's, like, just really fucking hilarious that this, like, that's a joke that, like, again, this film has enough jokes that lands and enough stupidity that unintentional or otherwise to override, like, the two cringe moments I mentioned. And this is what makes it all worth it. Like, the musical number with the turkey. I mean, to be or honest... not with the turkey, but... To be honest, Billy and Darren's uh, love story is better than Twilight, so... Well, yeah, better... Like, granted, the better love story than Twilight award is pretty easy to give out, but <laughs> I do agree with that. Though, really, when the love story is the story of a girl torn between... A slight, a controlling neurotic jackass, though he's been made to look better by comparison by the 
borderline rapist psychotic jackass that was created from a fanfic based on him and the pining douchebag who starts out really likable and sympathetic and has some understandable motives but then just turns creepy and possessive too. Like it's just, yeah, the story of an overweight man man and his guy he hates but secretly bullies because he... He's a closet homosexual end up together in death. Because Billy dies, but, like, or not Billy. Like, the other guy dies, but yeah, then, Darren. like, Billy greets him like, you're one of the cool kids. Come on to heaven. Like, that shows up. So they get a happy ending. And, yeah, he dies later because they have, like, a fake-out ending where, like, this, like, guy whose dog was killed by the turkey who also says, I'm going to get that son of a bitch. yeah. Like, that seems to be the film's catchphrase, and I thank them for it. I think one of my favorite lines was from that hermit, Damn you, turkey! Damn you! After he kills the dog. <laughs> yeah, like, th that's just it. The premise is toad ridiculous. You can't help but like it on some level. And it's, like, really not that bad a movie. And, like, the plot is easy enough to wrap up from here. Ba okay, it does get ridiculous one final time, but basically... Like, they have a fake out because they didn't kill him properly because apparently there's a ritual required. And also, in a bit of ridiculous stupidity that I can't decide. They have, they have to burn him at the stake. Oh, God, I forgot. Like, yeah, you have to burn him at the stake, and he lives in a teepee. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where they have to hunt him down after he kills Billy. And, like, the one guy kills him, but since he wasn't burned at the stake, he comes back as a radioactive turkey and kills the one guy. Yeah, so the, the hermit shoots the turkey, and he lands in a trash bin that's actually radioactive waste. Which and, is, is this, like, waste, like, they took from the sewers of New York from the front of, like... <laughs> Chud. <laughs> Thanks, killing. Chud. Spin or, off. like... Or Chad at least had a reasonable. Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, like, Friday the 13th, Part 8. Like, where the oh. sewers, like, they just randomly, apparently, dump radioactive sludge in the sewers at midnight. Yeah, I mean, that's Manhattan for you, so. True. But, like, <laughs> so, yeah, apparently in the middle of the Midwest, apparently somewhere in our, our pristine cra trash bin is someone having a container of toxic waste somewhere that a turkey fell into and became came turbo turkey. He also had severe cancer. <laughs> yeah, he's like glowing green and everything. But they kill him at the stake. I can't remember, does the main guy live or not? No, so uh, at, it's like toward, after they think they killed the turkey, they go back to someone's house and they're watching TV that's where the line, uh, you know, you're my girlfriend now, I am, kind of a thing. Uh, Darren goes into the kitchen and sees the turkey, gets killed, uh, and then the uh, the boyfriend, uh, Johnny, he's he gets uh, stabbed and killed by a turkey carver. Oh, yeah. Like, again, by this point, I just kind of want the movie to be over. Like, it's not a terrible watch, as I've said, but it's just kind of like, at this point, I was like, okay, get back to the turkey. We get your faking us out. <laughs> and then, uh, so the final girl uh, basically throws him into a fire pit, and that's kind of it. She's like, 
And then someone, or okay. Johnny, she goes to Johnny's side and, you know, hopes that he'll survive, but he dies. And she's left alone, and it's sad ish, because I didn't really care about any of these people. Right. This movie is. Wait, we forgot the most oh. of the stinger. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a family eating at Thanksgiving, and given this is a slasher movie, or at least a parody of them, the uncooked, the cooked turkey. Because someone's eating Kurtz, and the, like all these people, even if they survive that fight, you know they're they like now would have to be severely radioactive. But given the kind of universe this is, instead of severe severe illness, they're probably just going to become Spider Man or Super <laughs> Turkey Men, the Super Turkey Family Team versus the evil turkey. So that's what Thanks Killing 2 was about. Damn, I wish they had actually made that. <laughs> but at any rate, like yeah. the turkey attacks, it's a sequel, bitch. There's always... And then that's how it ended. And uh, the, the very end, it says, to be continued in space. I missed that. That is... I wish we had got Thanks Killing 3 in space. We... Or two in space. So we got though three sounds decent. Check that out later. I think Thanks Killing Three does have something to do with space. Okay, good. But I don't know if it's set completely in space. I, I well, hopefully the ending is the turkey gets shot into space and has to watch cheesy movies for mad scientists. <laughs> Mystery science murder turkey three thousand twang. Uh, oh shoot! What's what's uh Mike? What's his last name? Mike Nelson. Yeah, Mike Nelson. Mike Nelson picks up the the turkey. Tom Servo and uh, Crow are there. Crow and uh, Turkey terrorizes him. I or and they terrorize him back with terrible movies. Well, they don't really show the movies, but I'm sure Tom and Crow's general normal behavior would be enough. <laughs> but yeah, Tom, I would Tom love Servo to see, like, and, uh, now, now this, that's another sequel. Mystery Science Theater, like, we're not going to be a crossover episode, like, for the next year, if they do it on Thanksgiving again. Like, have Turkey from Thanksgiving show up and have him for a cameo. Like, get on that, both you and the guys at Best Brains. But enough about, again, better ideas than this movie. Okay, so Corey, what were you going to say before I interrupted you for the... Uh, Tom Servo and Turkey team up. No, I mean before that. Oh. Uh, oh, I was just basically going to say that this movie is completely stupid, but it's entertaining. And... It's the best kind of stupid. Like, it's the room kind of stupid to me. Only it's intentional, so it is kind of slow-paced, but it's only an hour, and it's on Amazon Prime, so if you have that, I'd check it out this Thanksgiving season just for, like, it's good, like, check it out with a buddy, but otherwise it's, like, good for just an hour of what the hell is this shit. Right. So, on a scale of uh, five and negative five, what would you give this? I'd give it about a negative four or three. Like, it's not, like, the bet. Like, in our, our scale, for those just tuning into this podcast, a negative three is, like, basic... Or negative scales are, like, so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, negative five would be the masterpiece of trash. And it's not that, so I'd give it a negative four where it's good enough, but not really masterpiece, or where it's okay with a three. Uh-huh. I'd say maybe a four. 
it does deserve that much because it didn't make me laugh and did have some good jokes. It's just not quite good enough to be as funny as they think it is. But still, I'd say so bad it's good because of that. Mm -hmm. And I can at least appreciate when there's an earnest effort effort at it. Yeah. Like, like I write this off as just some half-assed parody and in ways it definitely is. But I can also tell there's some genuine heart, like, from... The weird sheriff character in that whole scene to just like to where it's not like say Zuckerberg or not Zuckerberg, Seltzerberg, where they're trying like with just like okay, it is the best they can do, but it's just pain to watch. Here it's funny enough that for one or two watches every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's negative uh, three. I there's a couple things in it that kind of hold it back from me. I think I'll drop like it too, not just to agree, but just because I think it's, like, there. Like, it, it's held back a bit, but I'd still watch it. Yeah, like, for me, it's, uh... It has some pacing issues, and also the rape scene just bothers me a little too much. Me too. The more I think about it, the more I think, why is this in here? And the fact... Like, I don't... Again, I don't think they were intentionally racist, but the fact the only person of color in the film is both playing the talent... Uh, village bicycle and gets raped to death by a turkey just like it's too silly to hate the film completely for it but still not pleasant yeah so i'd watch it once or twice like again if you can like but like i'd still found enough in it that i'd recommend it all right well uh that concludes our episode of thanks killing but uh Tune in next week when we cover the 1972 film Blood Freak, which is, just for a loose uh, synopsis, about a, uh, about a biker who goes to a party and goes home with this girl. Her father's a mad scientist, and he turns him into a crazed monster turkey who then becomes sort of a superhero he goes and kills uh different drug addicts and like drug dealers <laughs> and it's supposedly a pro-christian anti-drug horror schlock okay you didn't mention the pro-christian part Corey. gee like i am ex- i was already excited now I'm exastic. <laughs> like, this is either going to be way under a huge disappointment or comedy gold that needed more people to see this. And then, as we've hinted, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like, we won't do this normally. I'm only saying it now because there's only so many days in the week, and I'm keeping our December theme under the hilt until it's closer to time. But, like, We'll be doing, like, for our thing, Killer Turkey Marathon, all three of them. Though I'm sure there's more Killer Turkey movies for next year. Uh, there's there's different Thanksgiving movies, yeah. So we can do another one, but, like, this year our Killer Turkey theme, we're ending it with with Thanksgiving 3. Right. And well, uh, something also we'll go ahead and mention is that uh, each month we'll do a different theme. Um, like, we pick the theme for next month, but after that we'll, we're drawing them out of a hat. And we already have, like, we will uh, we will do these in advance so we have time to get them, like, okay, to ruin the mystery. But at the same time, like, 
we need time in advance to get a hold of these movies or know if we can rent them or not. Yeah. But, like, yeah, we'll have a random theme, like, Corey, like, went to an insane extent and basically put a bunch of themes in a hat. Yep. And for, and I'll always resent him for this, he put torture porn in there. I mean, it was necessary, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta cover your bases. Oh, but... we do, I'm just dreading drawing that at some point. Torture, underground, uh, just all sorts of different things. Roger Corman. Well, I mean... That's not necessarily bad. <laughs> no, that one's not as bad. Not, like, those are fine. And it's more just because I have a weak stomach and I just hate Eli Roth. And I know we're going to have to do him if we do torture. And I yeah. just don't want to. But that's another, that's a story for another day. We got a fabulous Thanksgiving lineup up. We got some great films planned for Christmas. And we got a special theme for the new year we'll tell you at the end of our January or our December reviews. Until then though, we'll see you next week for what hopefully is just the best. <laughs> and I hope we don't regret this, but until next week, you can find us both on Letterboxd. I'm Jake. And I'm Corey. Uh, have a good one.